If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condo K, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Ben Errington. Hey, Ben. Hey, I usually do. My, I usually say my name. Don't go. Oh, sorry. Don't go changing up like that. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. And, I'll, uh, I'll let you off. Thank you very much. And today we're joined by a regular contributor, uh, the guy who does the Excel spreadsheets. Is that <laughs> you want to be introduced? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, you know, if you've got something, then then stick with it, right? <laughs> Mr. Andy Pandotilda, how's it going? Hey, guys. Yeah, really good, thank you. Really good. So you have to introduce yourself as in, as, as part of, I'm the guy who does the spreadsheets. Um, it depends where I am. Not at work, because there's a guy on my team that does spreadsheets far better than I do, so I have to have another thing. Oh, okay. Comics. You do comics and spreadsheets. Yeah, that's it. I do comics when I'm at work comics and, and spreadsheets, spreadsheets. Yeah. elsewhere. <laughs> So uh, Andy is just in a half marathon today. So um, are you sat down, Andy? Are you? Uh... I am. I'm okay, going to cool. remain sitting down for the next 24, 48 hours if I can do that. Are you in an ice bath? I can't see like the bottom half of you. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, coloured out the bed that I'm sitting on. Just filled <laughs> it with ice. I was going to ask do you. Uh, do you like when you're running and stuff? Um, do you listen to podcasts or anything? Do you? I do. Um, I got through quite a few today on a half marathon so um it, it keeps me going there's only a certain amount of music you can get through and then yeah. i find that it throws your pace off if the music goes too fast on like a random playlist then you're knackered yeah so i put a podcast on it's pretty even pace so you can just crack on what uh what podcast listen to um today um i've been doing um some do go on backlog always a good laugh that one so um went through a bit of that and i listened to a little bit of movie maintenance as well so I've been off with Australian podcast today. Cool, cool. What about you, Ben? What have you been up to? Any half marathons? No half marathons for me, unfortunately. Uh, 
<laughs> I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could run out. It's been a long time since I've ran anything other than on a treadmill. I haven't been out into the actual big wide world running for a long time, so yeah. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do it. Could you do it? If you had to right now, Luke, could you stand up and do a half marathon? I'd say no, but did you watch, did you watch that um, Eddie Izzard? documentary where he said i'm gonna oh, run. oh he did like so many so many marathons i think i'm gonna run 30 marathons <laughs> and then he just kind, of bitch, just, just kind of did it i don't know i don't understand i'm sure my mindset must come into it but i'd, I'd, I'd like to try i just don't think i could do it right now but andy can no. so well done andy yeah there All we right. go andy can and has can't, can't <laughs> anymore that's <laughs> over yeah cool uh so uh today we're going to be cracking on the list we weren't sure if we were gonna uh do uh deep blue sea is that what it's called? <laughs> Deep Blue Sea? Mm-hmm. Um, or the next on the list. We decided to do the next on the list, which is number 13. But before that, let's uh, jump into some other horror guff. Uh, Andy, you seen anything cool? Um, been um, going through a few bits of horror media recently. I have started and got about halfway through Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, did you? It, okay, yeah. It, it is weird. <laughs> How far it did is, you get? Yeah. I've, I've just got to the, the horrible twist. Okay, cool. Like, Good. When it first becomes, yeah, when yeah. it first becomes a, a proper horror game. So yeah. I've got to that bit, and then comics-wise, I started reading the Thirty Days of Night Run, which has been pretty good so far. Done ben, the first couple of those. Ben, ben Temple I, Smith, is it or you? I haven't, I haven't been paying attention. I know it's an IDW book. <laughs> yeah, but um, tend to read them quite late at night. There's no time to absorb information. But um, yeah. I've done the first couple of issues. It's been really good so far. It's been years since I saw the movie, so I've heard it's better than the movie. Um, whether that's true, I don't know. Yeah, the the art style is really quite something, isn't it? And yeah. great days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's quite a surreal art style, but um, yeah, it's really good. Been really enjoying it. And then I just this second after watching the movie for today saw the trailer for Open House. It's a Netflix original. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Horror film. I might might give that a crack this week. I've heard I saw uh, heard some a few interviews. Of... Oh, go on, go on, Ben. Yeah, I saw a few minutes of it. My mum was watching it like a few days ago. And I don't know. I saw maybe like three or four minutes of it, and I was a bit like, "What yeah. is this?" And she kind of explained it to me, and I just went, Ugh. Uh, "Not sure how I feel about that." It looked it, it looked a bit naff, but I mean, the trailer the trailer looked all right, so maybe worth a watch. I um, heard the ritual was supposed to come onto Netflix. Like it's gone gone on every country apart from the UK, and it looks pretty good. Ben, you saw the ritual, like uh, when yeah, the yeah, I saw the ri- yeah, I saw I, I went to the cinema to see that. Yeah, I thought it was good. I really liked it. Um, better than I thought it was, and kind of like the the, the 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 threat as such was quite unique. So yeah, look forward to that. Uh, Andy, I'd, I'd probably I'd definitely recommend Super Dark Times if you haven't already given. That I a know go. I've uh, I've added it to my list after you mentioned it last week. So um, yeah, as I'm paralysed now, I'll probably watch quite a few movies in the next week. <laughs> Good call. What about you, Ben? What have you seen? Uh, so I did. I did watch the Cloverfield Paradox. Oh yeah, okay, cool. But, uh, Andy, have you seen it? Uh, no, okay. I'm hearing. I'm hearing mixed things. <laughs> when I say mixed, I mean mostly bad. But I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, Ben. Ben, what do you? Yeah, think? I mean, it's, def- it's, def- it's definitely worth a watch. It's got like a really good cast. Mm. It just feels like a little bit disjointed, and it feels like one of those things like. You're like, is this connected to the Cloverfield universe? Well, yeah, I guess. But then you could kind of like. It feels a bit forced, if that makes oh, sense. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. it just feels a bit it just feels a bit forced, and some things that happen feel like just uh, like just a bit ridiculous. The, the coolest thing and it was a bit la- it. it was almost a bit laughable in places. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, the coolest thing I've seen about it is um, 
someone timed the first one uh, oh, yeah, with this one. It. And if you watch, it's like 18 minutes in when the thing, when the bad thing happens in uh, this one, the same bad thing happens in, in the other one. And it's quite cool to see it's like perfectly timed. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, it's quite okay. cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, yeah, I also I also saw the autopsy of Jane Doe, which I think a few people recommended that to me. I think maybe you were one of them as well, Luke. Have you seen that, Andy? I have. I saw it. Oh, quite a while ago now. Um, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, it was all right. I I thought like atmosphere wise, it was kind of spot on for the first two thirds. And yeah. then I've just kind of felt like I, I didn't really want it to end like that. I don't know. It was a bit weird. Atmosphere was good. Um, it showed a lot less than some other films probably would have, which I which I appreciated. You know, it, it went it went it was it went up in my estimations based on that. Um, I also felt like it was maybe a little bit predictable. After after mm. about two thirds in, it felt a bit predictable. You kind of felt like you knew where it was going to go. Um, but still. I was I didn't know I didn't really know anything about it just from when I was watching it, I thought it was maybe going to be like sort of a mystery thriller with possibly some horror elements but it, yeah. it is straight up horror so well the guy who made this um is the guy who made Trollhunter like this oh, is okay. I, think, I think this is his first like American oh. production um so it's quite good to see him go over and do stuff over here or over there even but Trollhunter I absolutely loved hmm. yeah and yeah I like Trollhunter as well good yeah. Uh, so I watched um, Sinister again. Have you guys seen Sinister? Is that the one with the 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 guy in the film? Is it yeah, Ethan Hawke? Yeah, yeah Ethan, Ethan yeah, Hawke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, I, I've watched it a while ago, and I think I must have just sort of uh, written it off as uh, you know Blumhouse kind of phone it in every now and again, and it's kind of like a yeah. standard ghost jump scare sort of thing. But um, I was listening to an interview with Scott Derrickson, the director, and he just he kind of pointed out loads of cool little things. I was like, I need to watch it again. And I think if they got rid of all the sort of cheesy jump scare stuff, the rest of it, like all the snuff films that you watch, is so they are really unsettling and really creepy. So if they just kind of kept with that stuff, I think it would have been way better. But yeah, it's a really scary concept, I think, isn't it? It's yeah. just like maybe the little bit in the delivery. But yeah, it's it's good. I'd watch it again. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so anybody else got anything else before we jump into the main? Meal. I think so. Cool. Okay, so number 13 on our list of best horror movies ever. I think is the most recent on the list. It's The Cabin in the Woods. Um, have you got the synopsis, Ben? Yep, I do indeed. So The Cabin in the Woods is a 2012 American horror comedy film directed by Drew Goddard in his directorial debut, uh, produced by Joss Whedon. Didn't know that. Um... So the film stars Kristen Connolly, Chris Hemsworth, Anna Hutchison, Fran Kranz, and more. Uh, the plot follows a group of college students who retreat to a remote forest cabin where they fall victim to backward zombies and the two technicians who manipulate the ongoing events from an underground facility. See, that that's quite a lot of information yeah. in in a synopsis. Yeah. Um, the, IMD, the IMDb one was much shorter than that. Uh, yeah, that gives the game away a little bit, but there we go. That's what we're here to do. Give the game away. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, this is what um, our Empire Film students had to say. Uh, a loving hate letter to the genre, as co-writer Joss Whedon called it. He co-wrote the, the film, Ben. Um, the Cabin in the Woods successfully manages to secure every conceivable horror trope, even as it utilises them for its own narrative gains. The fiendishly clever twists and self-reflexive perspective might dampen the scares for some, but this is still the most ingenious meta-horror ever created. 
Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford's desk jockeys of the damned are a particular highlight. While the final showdown, playing like a horror f- hall of fame, quite literally bursts with a pause or you'll miss it moments of glory glee. Um, gory glee. It's got 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, Duncan Everson on the group said, I watched this for the first time a few weeks ago and loved it. Looking forward to seeing it again soon. Tommy Draper said, I love that film. I like how much humour they have in it and then go batshit in the final third. Uh, have you guys seen it before? Is this the first time? What What's your history with it? Go on, Andy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, go on, Andy. Go. I saw it at the cinema. Like, I... Yeah, I I went and saw it, and I think I really enjoyed it, especially because it wasn't spoiled, like, early on. I went in, and I think aside from our little clip where you see a bit of the, the force fieldy stuff, but it's not enough to, to make any sense. You see that uh, um, in the trailer, but it doesn't give the game away about the underground facility stuff. So I went in expecting a pretty run-of-the-mill horror film. I knew that they'd actually made it before Chris Hemsworth did Thor, but basically, after he became really famous, then they they gave it a cinema release. So um, uh, okay, interesting. So it came out. I was expecting a horror film, which I enjoy anyway. And then I was blown away. I loved it. Uh, like you yeah. know, it was really funny and it was really surprising. And like the synopsis says, it's it banks on so many of those old cliches and plays them in an interesting way. Um, yeah, came out raved about it. I think I made my wife come and see it. Um, she didn't come to the cinema with me the first time to with a couple of mates I had to get her to come and see it again she's like oh what's so special about this I'll just, just sit down just watch it yeah and uh, yeah she loved it as well she um, normally doesn't watch films with me for you know podcasts or whatever like that but um, she just sat and watched this one as well but she loves it yeah it's, it's really good what about you Ben have you seen it before yeah yeah I've seen it before I think I've seen it a couple of times before yeah um, yeah I think the first time I saw it again. I don't think it was spoiled for me beforehand. I think maybe I don't think I saw it at the cinema, but I think I just didn't really know all that much about it. I think I possibly seen a trailer. So yeah, when it sort when it sort of played out, I was kind of a bit like a bit blown away by it. And then yeah. afterwards, I think I was a bit like, oh, I'm not too sure about that. Sat on it for a while, and then obviously I watched it probably like a year later. Um, and yeah, really enjoy, really enjoyed it. I think it's really sort of like unique. Um, unfortunately, like the final thirty minutes. Like, you just want more of that, don't you? I mean, if there yeah. was a whole film yeah. based on that final 30 minutes, it would it would sit a lot. I mean, it would be it would be great. Um, can, you, can you believe that when they, when they finished this film, they didn't want to... I didn't know about the thing about Thor, but they weren't going to release it. They sort of held on to it, because I didn't think they thought it was very good. But, like... And they did, like, some test yeah. screenings, and it got it went down really well and stuff. This is, like, such a good film. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like... It does, like, the horror and the meta element both really well like pitch yeah. perfect um yeah I, I didn't know anything about it when i first watched it and um i remember you know in the wizard of oz where there's that line when the finally knows and goes and we're not in kansas anymore toto there's a bit where they go on the elevator down into the into the subterranean thing i was like oh, we're not in kansas anymore i have no idea what's gonna happen now <laughs> and that that like very rarely happens and i i just think it's a great but this is up there to me with Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz in terms of a film that, about a genre, if if you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And it's I think of a lot of horror films that you've covered. It's one that I could watch very regularly. Like it's one that if I turned on the TV and it was on, wouldn't matter if I watched it last week. I'd probably sit down and and watch it play out. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, I didn't realize how I knew it was funny the first time I watched it, but I think this is maybe the second or third time I've seen it now. But there's jokes now 
that I didn't realize were there in the first time. Yeah. There's a bit where uh, uh, she's like reading the, they've got like the journal thing and the guy is saying, don't read it. And then there's like a whispering voice that says, read it. And then it yeah. goes, what was that? It goes, read it out loud. Like, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't pick up any of those at first, yeah. but it's so like, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's so play for laughs, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, so uh, did you not know Josh Whedon co-wrote it, Ben, or did you? Uh, well, well, maybe I just did well, just wasn't paying atten- paying attention. It seems, yeah, yeah. but no, I don't think I did, or maybe I did, but I forgot. But yeah, that's yeah. news to me. Yeah, it seems it's got all like, uh, um, it's got some Josh Whedon actors who seem to appear in a lot of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few people, I, I don't know the names of people, but um, yeah, should we talk about? Going to the meat of it a bit more. Yeah, dive on in. Cool. So key players we've got Kristen Connolly who plays Dana. Her stereotype is um, like the, the virgin girl, sort of the, the sweet girl. Chris Hemsworth, who isn't as muscly as he is when we see him as four. I mean, but when we see him as four, he's like twice inhumanly as large. <laughs> yeah, he's got twice as many muscles. Um, he plays like the jock. Uh, Anna Hatch, Anna Hutchison plays Jules, who's the the whore. She's not actually hawk. She's oh. just uh, that's the sort of stereotype to kind of push it. Just a bit attract, just a bit attractive and a bit uh, yeah. flirtatious. Yeah. Whore! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank Rands plays the uh, stoner Marty. Um, he is really he's a bit of like a uh, shaggy sort of character. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Williams plays Holden, who I kind of thought was a bit of jock at first, but then I think he sort of becomes more and more of the what did he call him like? Did it make him the, the professor geek? or something the like that? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, the academic, they make the academic is the one, yeah. And then Richard, Jen- Richard Jenkins and Bradley Whitford play Citizen and Hadley, which which are like the uh, they're like the best the best character. Like someone needs to cosplay yeah. these people because they're just so funny. Um, what what would you, like the uh, what do you call those guys? The behind the scenes government employed. Yeah, they're they're they're. At the control desk, oh, directors, sure aren't they? Yes. directors. Everything yeah. goes. Everything goes to plan. Yeah. 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 Um, how does it start? Um... Yeah. So we we it kind of starts in the underground uh, tech facility where the, those technicians are kind of just like wandering about, talking, just talking about standard like, office stuff. But then, then they obviously they start talking about sort of failures in certain areas, um, and you start to understand that it's a little bit. Maybe a little bit different than just like your standard run of the mill office, yeah. Office it, chat. It didn't sound like they're talking about anything horror related, does it? I don't think at first. No. Yeah. No. They they kind of say that their counterparts in Stockholm have just failed or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Just goofed one up. Yeah. Um. By the way, what else is Richard Jenkins in? I've seen him in many things, I'm sure, but he's in loads of stuff, and isn't he like um also. In Step Brothers is the dad. Yeah, he's the dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dobek. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's in tons of stuff as like the dad and stuff like that, isn't he? Yeah, very funny guy. Yeah. Um, and then we, yeah, so they're doing like the, the mundane talk and then the, the Cabin in the Woods horror black, like titles pops up and then we get it's the, like a jump scare jump is, scare yeah, title yeah. <laughs> just appears out of nowhere doesn't it well they're, they're driving sort of like the little, little buggy little Austin, Austin Powers style buggy yeah, yeah. It yeah. Just pops it just pops up right right there in bright red text and is is pretty terrifying yeah and then we get like uh the intro to every single like slasher movie every single Cabin in the Woods style horror movie 
where you've got like the interaction between all the, the teenagers getting ready to go for a weekend away in the woods. Um, I was I really like that they weren't quite the full stereotypes yet. Like um, four no. was uh, you know a professor wasn't quite the jock at that point, but uh, yeah, he doesn't give her like some reading advice that like, oh you want to read this textbook it's much more interesting. Yeah, yeah, and then he's um when he sees that what's her name just in her pants. Yeah, he, uh, he seems quite like shy about it, kind of coy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's interesting to see them start from that place. Um, so how did where did the cabin come from? Did like his uh, cousin has just bought it, right? Okay, that's yeah, what that's they right. say. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so they all pile into these um, mystery wagon type things, um, and then Marty the stoner arrives with his bong. Uh... <laughs> with his bong. <laughs> Bong, um, coffee mug, cup thing, thermos yeah. mug thing, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and then, then they shoot straight off. Is that right? And then, yeah, they literally just load the car up, don't they? And then, um, yeah, the old dusty trail. And then they they go to fill up on the gas. This reminds me of so many other horror. Like it, it's played to sound exactly like every single horror film. So they stop for gas, and there's a creepy guy. I'm sure they use this exact same scene in um, Hills of Eyes. Yeah, and, uh, yeah so the guy comes out. He's, chew- he's chewing, <laughs> chewing tobacco and gauzing everywhere. <laughs> There's been a bit of me left where um, he says I lost something in the war, and she goes, "Which war?" And he goes, "You know damn well which war." And obviously, he, he's never been any war. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they start. What's happening underground at this point? I'm sure we're like cutting between the I two. Think think yeah, is- Sorry, Ben, go. I was about to say they were going to take bets, but I think that's a little bit that's a little bit later on, and uh, yeah, so I think they're sort of just like monitoring them, and then and then obviously then they head to the cabin, and pretty much just start. What do they? What happens at the cabin when they first arrive? They just look around they, a little bit. They look around, and we have the bit with the the two way mirror, and I guess this is it's a oh, tough yeah. one to go through, isn't it? Because the whole film, right until the the third act when it all comes together, it does almost run like in parallel like you'll have your two your two storylines that are sort of working one to the other it does chop and change between them so yeah, it's harder yeah. to keep track of but yeah it begins in the cabin with them the um the friend of chris emsworth who he goes into that bedroom and he lifts the the really gross picture of like someone being ripped apart by dogs off and it's the two-way mirror yeah mm. yeah um and then so when did they start partying? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happens quite quickly, it's right? It's pretty soon afterwards, isn't it? They they have like literally a token amount of swimming. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they swim for like about five minutes and then get their get their drink on. I guess the only detail that that plays any relevance earlier, like later on, is that as they're driving up to the cabin, you see that eagle fly into the um, fly into the force field, don't you? But oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just. It's just it's just nonsense, really, that you just see them having fun and doing the the fun bit before the the murders begin, and that's cut with the the guys in the um... yeah the the petrol station guy the gas station guy calls oh that's brilliant Richard Jenkins am I on speaker <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that is so rude I don't yeah. know who's in the room <laughs> yeah um, I think they they did a really cool thing. Um, when they they employ like a new security guard, um, and they can kind of use him as a way as a, like a way to 
to set the rules of the the film because he's yeah. always like wait why are you doing things this way yeah. and it's uh well because they sort of have to explain stuff sort of train them in but i like how they sort of keep the mystery going they don't tell you exactly what's going on um they just make you make it sound very uh i don't know high stakes things are going to go wrong if they don't do it and all this kind of stuff but um so then they break out the drugs they start partying it's, it's late in the cabin um and then have a classic game of truth or dare don't they yeah <laughs> Um, which culminate, which culminates in the the whore, sorry, yeah, refer to it that uh, making out with like a stuffed wolf's like head, a wolf's face, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was I don't I don't know how I felt about that. I felt confused. Yeah, right. <laughs> we ordered, yeah. <laughs> um, Conflicted. The, the the government people would talk about. I think they're pumping uh, hormones or something into the. They're pumping hormones in, and they've done something with um. The, the girl's hair dye is like because they're meant yeah. to make her because she's meant to be like a medical student and they make her stupid by giving her the, yeah. the oh, hair yeah. dye. There's the bit where uh, Chris Hemsworth um, <laughs> like ruffles his mate's head and calls him an egghead. Yeah, and yeah. The, the guy's yeah. like he's the uh, like the top. <laughs> he's on like a scholarship. He's like one of the smartest guys in the school. He just called me an egghead. Makes no sense. <laughs> um. And then they're, so they're they're all playing. I think uh, things are getting a little bit crazy. And then um, <laughs> the trapdoor blows open, and one of them says, "It must be the wind." <laughs> yeah, and that's the great part about the stoner character. I love it, and like, and especially watching it after the first time, he yeah. literally calls bullshit on every single. <laughs> like, how does that make any sense that the wind would blow open a basement door? Yeah, there's a bit where he talks about the puppeteers. And yeah. uh, what's the name it says puppeteers and went pop tarts. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. Like like they just seem to nail the, the, the character archetypes work in the meta part, the meta side of it as well. Like the idea of yeah. stoning the character knowing about the government, um, you know, people pulling the strings works both in the film, in the horror film itself, and uh, the stuff outside of it. It's just so so cleverly put together. And I guess that's the thing as well that like you have that character in a Friday the 13th or something like that where there isn't a government pulling the strings but the dialogue could be almost exactly the same yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's why it works so well because you have not just that character but all of them those character archetypes you see you've seen them in countless slasher movies and then it's exactly the same but it's got a little bit more depth to it because yeah. effectively what these guys are doing I think this comes up in one of the early conversations um, in the control room it's that they don't just have to make sure this happens but the you know the beasties or whoever that they have to do it for they also need it to be entertaining so effectively they have to become movie directors and they've got to make these these schlocky horror movies for these like gods or what have you to please, it's to please them. yeah, yeah. they talk about how in different countries i think we even get to see a bit of this um in different countries they have their own cultures so there's in japan they've got like a a Ringu style, uh, creepy female ghost schoolgirl character killing and kids. It, yeah, <laughs> I think they sort of set set the scene that other places are failing as well. Like normally, um, everyone kind of fails once every now and again. Uh, but Japan have a hundred percent strike rate or something. Yeah, um, it's almost like it's almost like each 
each country is doing their own version of like a cliched horror film associated with that country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and trying to kill people. What, what I think ones it's... were there? There was a King Kong style one. I saw... there's, a, there's a King Kong one that you see. Um, the Spanish one you see like a, like a mountain shack like on fire when they failed. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think one of the... I think a Swedish one, maybe you see like a helicopter flying over something that's wrecked. I'm not sure if that's the King Kong one or not, but yeah. it's one of those things where you almost wish you could dive into the movie and look at yeah, more of this yeah. stuff in the background. There's a bit, um, yeah. Ben, you mentioned they're taking the bets later on. And I guess we'll come to that in a minute, but I've previously like you pause it on the whiteboard and see all the things that they've got written yeah, up, all the different yeah. monsters that could be. Um, yeah, it's brilliant. They've got, um, the one of the things on the board says something, something like uh, uh, "raping tree" or something like you know the tree from Evil Dead, like a, yeah, yeah. the tree that rapes or something like that. They've all got really funny names. I, I've got some trivia <laughs> about a, a particular one, but I think it's got like one of the best names ever. But uh, yeah, well, I won't say I was about to. Then I was going to pull out a favorite that I saw on uh, today's watching, yeah. but I'll okay. You, you <laughs> might, have, <laughs> might have seen someone of me. Um, okay, so uh, so now we're in parallel. So. Um, as they go down into the basement and there's all this kind of uh, bits from basically just from other horror films um, that is like uh, the puzzle box, which I absolutely love to see the puzzle box there. Yeah. Um, like a, a diary. Uh, there's a, a music box. There's music a box, roll of yeah. film. Yeah, like a necklace as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a conch. Uh, yeah. Chris Hemsworth goes to blow the conch, but he decides not to. <laughs> um, yeah. And at the same time, they're all starting to place bets on what I don't think we even find out what it is exactly what they're placing bets on at, at first, right? No, you don't. You don't see. I mean, not really. No. Watching it, watching it a second time, you can you can see the stuff on the in the background and everything, but no one openly says I'm betting on this right now. Yeah, you just see that they're taking some sort of pool on everything. Yeah, um, and there's there's like there's a whole team, so they've got different like engineering teams and, and very. There's a lot of people bet getting involved in this thing. Um, yeah. So right at the point where they're all sort of starting to play with these little objects, um, you're never really sure which one is going to be the one. And then um, I think that our main girl, the, the Virgin, what what is the name? I don't know. Is it is it Dana or is that the other girl's name? Uh, sure. Dana. Yeah, yeah. Dana. And she um says, "Guys, listen to this." So and everyone starts what they're doing, puts down their stuff, and it goes to her. So it's her journal that sort of sets off the the events and summons the Buckner family. What do they call them? Zombie the bu- torture. Yeah, the, bu- <laughs> the zombie torture redneck family. <laughs> zombie yeah. redneck torture family. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then engineering wins that. Um, the pool. Wins yeah. the pool, yeah. And some woman's like, no, I picked zombies Furious. as well. Yeah, but they're not. It's a different kind of zombies. <laughs> it's like a seal and an elephant seal. They're different. <laughs> Um, oh yeah. So then, um, Chris Hemsworth and what's the face are getting horny. Um, they, they pump the pheromones out at that point, I guess. They, again, they, they do a nice bit of direction that they pump the pheromones through, through the mist and then make like a nice sort of moonlit yeah. like clearing. <laughs> yeah. And like she says at the beginning, like, oh, I'm a bit cold. She's like, oh, turn the heating up in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, she. This is like the first death scene here. So we see like the, the zombie torture of redneck family, the Buckner family coming out and uh, and sort of going towards them. Um, 
This is the first death. This is the other girl that I can't remember the name of, the blonde girl. She uh, It's quite violent, this first death. Yeah. They get attacked. Very gruesome. Yeah, yeah. And what's the, like, the Wonder Button family has got like a, I don't even know how this makes sense, he's got like a bear trap on a, oh, yeah. on a, on a chain, chain. Of weapon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone's got like a saw, someone's got like some just knives and shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Jules, I think her name's Jules. Uh, Jules, yeah. Gets a red lobbed off. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And uh, Kurt gets attacked. Um, yeah, he somehow gets away, though. We didn't really see him. He gets away off screen, didn't he? It yeah. goes back to the goes back to the cabin. It's a god of thunder, though, isn't it? You can you can sort it out. Yeah, get out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she gets done in, doesn't she? With like the the really old, like literally the the type of saws you get at like your school for when you're on GCSE woodwork, that type of quality. Yeah. yeah. Like rusty old flimsy blades, but they go it goes through her neck like Butter. anyone's business. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. What's his name? Decides to go for a walk. Is that right? I'm, I'm getting a bit. So yeah, that's true. He's in. He's in the cabin, and that's another bit where he's in his room, and there's those whispery voices that you hear saying, "Oh, I'm going to go for a walk," and yeah. he sort of like, "You don't. You're not the boss of me. I'm not going <laughs> to do what you tell me. So fuck you. I'm going to go for a walk." And he heads, <laughs> and heads out. Yeah. As when he walks past um the Dana and the other guy whose name I'm not going to be able to recall there. They're smooching on the old sofa, aren't they? And he uh, yeah. walks past and points out that he has a husband's bulge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so the, the stoner guy goes out and then Chris Hemsworth bumps into him. Is that? Yes. Uh, like You see, it's one of those, um, those horrible scenes where you have a horror film and someone isn't looking. You can see someone coming up behind them. One of the the zombie family's coming up behind the the stoner guy yeah. and she's getting ever so, and he looks around and she's disappeared into the shadows and then she's almost got him and then um 
yeah. Chris Hemsworth comes piling out and like plows into him, and they sort of they clothesline the little girl over. He comes in <laughs> oh, yeah. a, a proper a proper like clothesline from hell, knocks yeah. her flat on her back, and then they they pile back into the house and start barricading it up. Yeah, I think uh, one of the book the family people lobs in your tune. Yeah, um, his head at some point. Dana refuses to leave without. Um, without a friend opens the door and the, zo- <laughs> and the, the zombie has had the foresight thinking keep hold of this head this will come in for a good scare later on yeah, yeah. she opens the door and he's standing there with it and um, loses it in yeah uh, so at, at this point i think we kind of realized that japan japan has failed their uh <laughs> thing yeah it's about now because they, yeah. all the school kids are like <laughs> singing a song um, and turn it into of, a little frog. Yeah, and then Richard, yeah. <laughs> it goes to Richard Jenkins getting like just saying "fuck you" to the little <laughs> school the kids. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Um, oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to say when they killed uh, Jules, whatever, um, in the control room they have like a little lever that I don't know where the blood's coming from, but it kind of squirts yeah, it, blood into it, this. Is it draining down? Because I guess the they controlled the whole environment, right? Yeah, but, yeah, good, yeah. good point. Yeah, it, must, yeah. it must be, yeah, it must be. I was a bit confused by that, but yeah. Yeah. But um, it, it's a weird moment because it's quite, it's quite a, like a like a light-hearted sort of frivolous world down, like downstairs. They're all doing their bets and everything, but then they have quite a solemn moment, don't they? It's like, oh, we uh, offer you this sacrifice and they pull that lever and it all starts yeah, coming down. yeah. It's sort of the first hint that it is a serious thing, and they're not just I was, you know, uh, having I, a laugh. I was looking at some of the like letterbox reviews of this film because, in my mind, like this is like a really solid, great film. And um, saw some reviews. Some people were saying they didn't think the scares were particularly scary because it wasn't like it's a little tongue in cheek. But I don't know. I found I thought I thought it was quite scary. <laughs> I, yeah. I found them quite effective. As much as like I do any of a of a slasher film or, or anything. Yeah, that's the thing that gets me. It's a very competently made. If you were to take out, if it'd be a short film because half the runtime would be cut out. But if you cut cut out all of the underground stuff, mm-hmm. um, you could play you could play that as a straight short horror film. I'm sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. just as a cut of that movie on its own. Yeah, like it, it's 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 really effective. I'm... Yeah. In fact, more effective than a lot of, I've seen. <laughs> I've seen a lot of shit. But uh, <laughs> um, so they're trying to get away. They, they, uh, Chris Anders says um, we should stick together as they go into the cabin. And then um, one of them, one of control- Richard Jenkins, squirts some pheromones with some controls and he goes, we should split up. So then they decide to go all into separate rooms, which doesn't make any sense. Um, they kind of lock them in. Is this the point where the stoner fires the camera? And I think they kind of yes. realise that the jig, you know, dangerously might be up. And then the the guy pulls him out the window, right? Uh yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's onto them. He's um when they're locking themselves in the rooms, he knocks his lamp over or something, then he's looking down the camera. Yeah. And um he's he's freaking out and they're like, Oh no, we are busted. And then um the one of the zombie folk come in and they drag him out the window. Stab him in the back. Yeah, drag him into like a hole in the ground, and then like if if this was like a standard slash film, this would be his time to die. Like it's about right time yeah. for that character to go. Uh, so they pull the lever, say the little prayer, he's gone, um, and then we're just left with Chris Hemsworth, Dana, and 
his mate. Old Egghead. 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 They get into the RV and they say, look, we're just going to go. Um, there's, there's an interesting little bit just to add a bit more drama into uh, the behind the scenes side of it where they haven't blown the tunnel or something. I'm yeah, not sure it was why, meant to blow. Why haven't they blown it? Because they, later on they say they got an order from the director but then they why said they, would, did, why they, they didn't that? get the order. Like the, the demolitions guys, he's having a go at them. And they said, oh, we never got the order. There was something like power got diverted or something like that. So I don't think it's ever properly explained. But um, yeah, for whatever reason, it hasn't blown up, has it? So they, so yeah. you have Richard Jenkins as like a mad dash. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, swapping out some hard very, drives or something. He's very well qualified because. Yeah. I wouldn't have done that. I might have tried to reset the computer or something. I wouldn't have right rubbed these wires together. Turn it off and on again. That's what he did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he blows the tunnel, so they have to come back. Um, they're kind of stuck because they can't go back to the cabin. Um, and they go, we, we can't just jump. And then Chris Hemsworth sees his bike and goes, oh, yeah, I can do it. And this is the point where like, it's... Uh, I remember the first time I watched this, I did think Chris Hemsworth was going to be the, the hero of the... Yeah, because I'd seen four by this point, and he was a big—he was a big name. Yeah, it's a real—it's a real like hero's moment as well when he sort of like starts revving revving his bike and yeah. starts it, what ready do you to say? make the jump jump over the ravine. He I says something he's... like he says, "I don't, think don't don't hold back or something." Don't hold back. It's like never do, never do. <laughs> 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 you could put on like the Independence Day music, couldn't you? And he'd yeah. just okay. <laughs> so he, he goes to jump over, slams into the same force field we saw in the. Even when even when that was happening, I couldn't quite believe it. Like, cause it, it seems quite quite violent. Like he seems to be like it's pretty brutal. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. sort of rolls down it, doesn't he? Getting like he's like bounces off it several more times as he goes yeah. down, and that really surprised. I remember watching it, and obviously you see the eagle earlier on, so it's it's been telegraphed. But there's so much else going on in the film. Yeah. That as he was doing that run up to that thing, I didn't think it's force field there. Like it, it completely escapes you. Yeah. And then yeah. and then when it happens, it hasn't come out of the blue. I get it why they put the eagle in there, because if there was just a force field that they hadn't shown, you'd be, you'd like, be like, stay well, that, that's the hand of God. That's bullshit. You can't what just are you do doing? That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that be sh- that left that left me pretty shook the first time. Um <laughs> so then what's his name decided to drive back the other two decided back to drive back through the woods and he's gonna I don't know, drive on until they get to the other side or something. Um then gets a knife through the throat or something there's yeah one of the zombies is in the is in the back of the rv right yeah he's been waiting patiently for this whole time yeah how far into the film are we at this moment it feels like we're coming towards the end of the the film with end of the the yeah end of the second act you're coming towards now because he stabs the guy and then when he's dying that he sort of slumps over the wheel and he takes them off into the lake right yeah yeah um (laughs) and then so she climbs out uh and everyone starts celebrating on the, in the she, facility. Because they point out to the soldier guy who is, he's like your character, they explain things to you, right? He points out that, oh no, she doesn't have to die. It's optional. So they've like got, you know, the celebration music on. There's, a, a... there's a really funny bit where, uh, not Ricky Jenkins, the other guy is saying, you know, over the course of this thing, I think I've really learned to to like this girl. And I think, and he just kind of trails off when he sees people coming in for the party. With and tequila. Goes, tequila. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're all sort of while dance, she's, dancing. While she's getting attacked in the background. <laughs> yeah, she's been like yeah. slammed on the floor by this guy. <laughs> and they're all having a proper boogie. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good. Um, and then we get we get the call from above or something from Ripley from the boss. Yeah, Ripley gives them a shout. Yeah, which and one? I, ge- I guess they point out. Yeah, they point out that someone's not someone else isn't dead, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't understand how uh, what's his name kills the zombie guy with because he just uses his uh. He, bong thing. He, ca- he catches his, the bear trap chain with his bong slash coffee cup. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then um, Dana rips up like a plank of wood, uh, okay. gives him a gives him a smack in the chops with the with yeah. the with the plank, and he falls in the water. I think you see him get back out, but right. yeah, he, he's out of the game. Yeah, but that's it. We don't see him again, do we? After that. Yeah. Okay, so the, and those two. Oh no! He uh, the stoner takes him takes her back to the under the ground. Yeah, because he's gone into the grave where the zombies came out of. Yeah. Um, and you see he's got he's got one of them the, the one that dragged him off, and you see like splatters of blood. So yeah, it must be revealed that he got the zombie instead, and he's chopped it up, and it's in bits on the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he's mucking about with the wires, and he gets the little thing to open. This is the bit I was talking about. So this is the, we're not in Kansas anymore. Type. This is the bit where like, it just feels like I have no idea. And so they get in the elevator and it just sort of goes towards the thing. And then you start to see all of the other monsters and, and, and it's like a, uh, like Lovecraftian sort of proportions. Like there's so many of these elevator things full of these monsters and stuff. And um, I just, I was just blown away. I just, I think this is my favorite part of the film. Just seeing yeah. all of those things in one, in one place. Yeah, because it's almost like each time it reveals one, it's almost like a jump scare as well, isn't it? Because it'll sort of like go completely yeah. dark as the as the elevator sort of moves along, or moves up or moves down, and, and what then suddenly, suddenly something just comes towards the glass. You get like a yeah. werewolf in this moment. Ben, um, ben, did you pick up on the? On, there's a ghost, like a a ghost sort of spectre, like what they call spectre yeah. type thing. Did you pick up on the thirteen ghost noises? They're like the same sort of sound effects. Oh, really? Sort of like that weird sort of like backwards sort of like. Yeah, exactly. I'm not too sure if they use those noises as a sort of. I mean, I mean, this bit, this bit was a bit reminiscent of Thirteen Ghosts, with like the big sort yeah, of like moving yeah. pieces of the uh, moving pieces of like the clear house. Yeah, it reminded yeah. me of that a little bit. Yeah. And now you mention it, could if that guy who played the stoner was unavailable, could you not have had the guy from Thirteen Ghosts? I think Lillard, he, Lillard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could have done it. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because the the guy is playing Shaggy from Scooby Doo, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Matthew Lillard plays a pretty good That's Shaggy. The, the role he was born to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what? What monsters do we see? So uh, there's a little ballet ballerina kid who I guess would be the music box. Um, yeah. Thing with like a worm, like a leech face. Lots of many face, loads of teeth. Sarlacc um, face. Um, there's a there's a there's a Hellraiser man. Yeah. Legally distinct from Hellraiser man. Yeah. Um, You've got the werewolf, you have the ghosts, and then as you zoom out, obviously you see more. You you definitely pick up there's like a crazy robot thing. Yeah. Yeah. There is um like Giant some snake. big bats, yeah. some spiders, um the clown. Yeah, a, u- yeah. a unicorn. <laughs> just some weird just okay. some... I don't know whether this is just one of these rumors that you know turns out not to be true, but apparently if you uh, if you zoom in very closely when you've got it paused, you guys ever play Left for Dead? Yeah, I've heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, apparently, the monsters from that were meant to be 
are meant to be in some of those boxes because at the time there was meant to be some type of cross promotion that they were going to do a Left for Dead level based on Cabin in the Woods and it, it fell through and they never did it. Yeah. But, um, is, it like, is it like the Boomer or something like that? Or? I think it's the Boomer and the Smoker maybe. Yeah. Okay. But um, cool. I haven't I haven't gone back and paused it and yeah. you know got the magnifying glass to the TV. So. Uh, so, so they go in, in, into the underground. The lift opens. The guy with a gun goes to shoot them, but he has to shoot. He has to shoot the stoner first because the, the virgin can't die. Otherwise, it sort yeah. of ruined the thing. Uh, one of the zombie arms that wasn't them cut up earlier attacks him. They kill the security guard. Get inside, and I've, I would, as I'd say, this is maybe people's favorite bit where a whole SWAT team of people come down. Um, and it's like six or nine elevator doors, lifts, yeah. yeah. Um, and they kind of all open at once, and I mean, it is it is pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't there's know how so to much, describe it. So much to take. Yeah. There's so much to take in. It's just absolute pure carnage. And I yeah. like it how the, the elevators ding and all the monsters come out immediately. There's yeah, no like yeah. none of them are like, unsure about anything. They seem to be <laughs> perfectly already, fine exist, existing amongst yeah. each other as well. Like they don't oh, attack yeah, each other. Monsters. <laughs> no monsters are bothered about any other monsters. They yeah. formed some sort of alliance. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just brutal. And then obviously we, when it cuts away and, and some more SWAT team arrive, we see <laughs> it's just absolutely covered in blood. Yeah, yeah there's no like, bits of people other than just like just a, like a red red floor. Doesn't the same yeah. thing happen again? So a second SWAT team arrives yeah. and he just hit yeah. a ding and it sort of cuts and away again. come out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so good. It's horrific. And they're sort of like hidden in like the little office area, aren't they? Yeah. And it was at this moment I thought that would be horrible to just yeah. be in that little office area where it's all happening outside. It's just, it's just brutal. Yeah. In many ways, though, this the shady organisation that was doing this were really asking for it. That's a very poor placement of a button that anyone can just oh, yeah. press. Yeah, it's yeah. Like the big red button, isn't it? Like, why yeah. would it be that that sort of? <laughs> it's just like why would there be just one button to let them all out? Because you're like, well, we don't ever yeah. want to let them all out. So why have we got a button that lets them all out? Yeah, why, why right. would you ever need that button? Yeah. In yeah, fairness, yeah. in fairness to them, she had to flick a switch and then press the button. Uh, all right. You know? Yeah. So you, it'd be very difficult to do it by accident. That feels like the kind of button you need a key to, you know, activate. Yeah. <laughs> or might be an even maybe even a locks office. Maybe even locked office. Yeah, yeah. Like any of the, not, any of the SWAT team could be having a bad day. Could have got fired or something, and just like right, that's ah, it. Fuck, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so now, now, like chaos is like, you know, it's spilling out into the into the facility. Um, I think our two characters are forced on only because this giant killer bat flies into Smashed their office. Through the window. Yeah. 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 Um, so now, like every sort of like horror film you've watched in the past is sort of. <laughs> So like the Hellraiser people, there's <laughs> some weird like there's a guy upside like hung upside down on chains, and they're doing some sort of weird prayer <laughs> for yeah. him. Um, there's a unicorn impaling Stabbing a guy a over guy. and over again. <laughs> um, there's it's some of the background detail as well as incredible. But like when the guys come running out of the the office that they're in, um, they walk past like I think it's like a little girl who you never see the face of just walking slowly towards a man on the other side of the corridor and you never see what happens you just see her walking oh, incredibly yeah. like stiffly and slowly towards him but it's one of those other bits of the film where they have like, this one bit where there's like a bank of monitors and you can see all the things that are happening but um, so many bits where you just want to pause it and I wonder how long it took to like logistically kind of think all this through and, and what, yeah. yeah the yeah, makeup like, as well for sure like all the guys I think 
as far as Hollywood films or horror films I've seen go, this must have been one of the either the hardest or most fun to work on, like the set and the design team. Can you imagine all the fun they had making all the props for that basement even? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The guy who came with the puzzle box. I'm just, yeah. I'm just amazed at that. Um, it, also... it was like a day of like no bad ideas. Like yeah, They had yeah. like a brainstorming session. Whack it all in. We'll make all of this. I wonder if in the script they were like listed out all these different monster things or they just went, you know, all the like... Load of- Load of monsters, yeah. yeah. Load of monsters turn out. <laughs> um, <laughs> they just sent that to the production company. Here, make yeah. lo- loads of monsters. This is a stack of DVDs. There's a, there's like a Pennywise the clown who sort of character which I actually found kind of creepy. He's like laugh giggling like maniacally as he's stabbing people slowly. Yeah, um, getting shot and just not reacting pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's horrid sta- there's horrid scarecrows that get the um. Get the army guy. Oh, they ripped them. Yeah. Is that what they were? Scarecrows? I, d- I didn't know what they were. Yeah. Lots of Hessian involved. Yeah. They yeah. Loads, them of, apart. loads of Hessian. You know yeah. what? So I missed it. Uh, but, um, and I was like, what the fuck happened to that girl? I lo- turned away for like a second and looked back and she was like, been swooped away. It was the girl who's like the main liaison or whatever between. No, the, the chemistry person who they always make fun of for, for her department fucking up the previous year. <laughs> Um, yeah. Like a big a, a big octopus tentacle comes from the ceiling and just <laughs> <laughs> just takes oh, okay. it. Yeah. Um. So they're they're trying to get away at, at Richard Jenkins and the other guy. Um. And we forgot to mention the whole merman thing throughout the film. So yeah. So his in the betting pool earlier in the film, he wanted the the he his was the merman, right? Yeah, and he wanted yeah. Chris Evans to blow that conch so badly. Yeah. Um, seat falls over, <laughs> and then this is a really good scene. Like sort of slow, kind of there's like nice music, and you just see this really awkward flapping face thing sort of yeah. coming towards him. Um, yeah, and then it, so what happens now? It just it kind of like starts it, gorging on him, and like all the all the blood starts going out through like his blowhole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. It's yeah. horrible. Um, our two main characters are surviving somehow. Um, they're running. I don't know what their they, goal is. They here. they sort of went into a hole in the fl- in the wall. I think they come out of the office um, where they press the the purge system button, um, and they run along <laughs> and they they see these zombies coming from them in one direction, so they're not going to be able to escape. So they dive into a hole in the wall that I think the big bat monster makes. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they they sort of go. A, a bit like how they've got into this place in the first place. They get sort of behind the scenes by going through a gap in the wall rather than following, you know, the corridors that are full of monsters. Yeah. And uh, at some point they... I'm not too sure how... Okay, so um, Richard Jenkins is, runs around the corner. He's like the last of their team. Uh, and then he gets stabbed kind of by accident by Dana, who's just holding a knife yeah. out. He says you should kill him, as in the stoner guy. They they somehow work their way to, I guess, what would be the old fashioned where they used to do the ritual sacrifices yeah, at some point. Yeah, but it was just like a temple. Yeah. Mm. Um. So then you've got like the, uh, the sigils that sort of demarcate the different stereotypes. Yeah. Um. And this is where the blood's been going the whole time, right? So yeah, this yeah. is where when they were pulling those levers earlier, that stuff was going down. But they're all, so they're all blooded. All of them, including the stoner guys, one I think. So I don't yeah, think it they... necessarily is their blood. I think it's just 
Just I guess to... they set it off because they assumed he was dead, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so now right at the end, Sigourney Weaver shows up. <laughs> I think there's a few films where Sigourney Weaver just pops up right at the end. As yeah, the she's boss been character. doing it a lot recently. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just twisting around because my legs are paralysed. <laughs> How are you feeling? Oh, God. Not literally, I hope. Yeah, well, no, I think that still work. The amount of pain would indicate they do still function. <laughs> uh, so, so Weaver shows up. She says, basically, lays out the rules of it. So, if you don't, if he doesn't die, it will be the end of the world. The old ones will arise, destroy the planet. It'll be the end of yeah, like, everything. And then she does a nice, just a nice little speech, doesn't she? Says, "You can die with them." Or pause. You can die for them, and he's having none of it, right? He's like, like, well, yeah, neither, nah. really. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, they're both such great options. <laughs> yeah, um, but then Dana kind of sees the logic in it, points the gun at him. She says sorry. He says sorry because there's a werewolf coming behind her. Moles yep. are pretty bad. Um, yeah, that's pretty fantastic as well. Uh, how does we die? Um, well, so Dana gets mauled by the werewolf, but the Sona guy then shoots the werewolf a few times, and it doesn't kill it because it's a werewolf, but it thinks better of it, just buggers off, and yeah. then he wrestles with Sigourney Weaver, oh, and, and yeah. she's she's, get, she's getting the upper hand and is like um, beating him for a bit, and then you know they sort of roll over like a classic Hollywood fight, but then the um, the little girl from the zombie redneck torture family, yeah, she also comes down and. Um, I think she gives Sigourney Weaver an axe to the head. Yeah, yeah and then, and then he, and he, the stone boots him off the side into yeah. the into oblivion. Thing. Is that the girl whose arm that, uh, yes. was you know earlier in the film? Yeah, she mentions it in the diary, doesn't she, that her arm is chewed up and et. <laughs> I, I recognise I recognise the girl, and I did have to check. She is the little girl from Silent Hill. Is she? Um, really? Yeah, she That's is. Cool. Uh, like the little girl who obviously goes missing and yeah, Just stand the niche. Like has, you been ty- has you been typecast as <laughs> creepy little girl? Creepy girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then this was this was quite a few years after, so I don't think she was even like how many years after was it? So so Cabin in the Woods was 2012. Yeah. Silent Hill was 2006. Oh, it was only six years. So six years yeah. later, she can't still be a little girl. She's just really holding on to that. She's just like, <laughs> yeah. come on, I can still be a creepy little girl. Even an anti-growth hormones. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Smoking You're cigarettes, 18... stunting a growth. Yeah. You're 18 years old. I could play a 12-year-old, 12, 12 honest. <laughs> um, okay, so the, the film pretty much ends with them smoking a doobie. Saying, oh, I'm sorry I was going to shoot you. I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry I let you get attacked by the werewolf. So, like, nah. The human courage right. would probably end anyway. Uh, and then the old one emerges, kind of like a, a Lovecraftian horror, just to sort of finish it all off. Like this film's so good. I love how it ends. It doesn't even end like how normal. It doesn't end particularly yeah. like well. But, doesn't uh, sequel bait just just finishes like everyone's? Yeah. I guess we assume that everyone is going to be dead. Yeah, the whole world's going to like be like tortured for eternity or, or whatever they say. Yeah. Happy end. Happy ending. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I got some trivia. If you guys are ready for it, always. Okay, cool. Uh, number one, the special effects, monster costumes, special makeup, and prosthetics for the movie were done by a veteran horror film actress. Can you name 
the horror film actress. And I'll give you the I'll give you a clue if you if you can't, you know, it's a bit vague. But uh, have you guys got any ideas? Veteran horror film actress. Did uh, did, did all the makeup? Or was still that, an actress. Was still an um, actress now. Uh, if she is, I've not seen her in anything. Oh. But she's kind of famous. She's kind of like a horror royalty, sort of. Um, you know, horror, one, horror of those, one of those final I girls. Ja- I was going to say Jamie Lee Curtis seems too obvious. Plus, she's definitely still active. Um, in that case, I'm going to guess. Um, Heather Heather Langkamp is it the the Freddy girl? Yeah, Heather Heather Langenkamp plays Nancy in Nightmare on Elm oh, Street. Yes. So she um, I've actually this is an interview before. She basically co-owns uh, an effects studio with the guy she met on Nightmare on Elm Street, who did the makeup effects for that. Oh, okay. Um. So and this was that one of their biggest jobs I think they've ever done. They were saying how um they had to make up about a thousand people or something like that so um there's like 60 different 60 different monster types but like a thousand people were playing those uh different monster types or you know pain probably 20 odd people in that snake i guess it's quite a long (laughs) yeah uh yeah heaven uh well played man i didn't i don't think anyone's gonna get that i i wouldn't i wouldn't have got it without the clue that it was like horror royalty and then ben Ben took the fell on his sword by guessing Jamie Lee Curtis first. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> okay, number two. Uh, so this is the question um, we were talking about this earlier. Can you name the Pinhead parallel in the movie? He's got a really good name. Oh, oh, what the 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 one that she was staring at for a while? Yeah, the guy who kind of is the equivalent. Pinhead is he's got like saws in his head, and they saw head. I'm gonna go saw face. Okay, his name is Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain. Uh, <laughs> I think either of the names we came up with are probably slightly better. More that's than Luke, an accurate that's, description. That's, that's Luke's nickname. Fornicus. Or He's given Fornicus. himself both. <laughs> Lord of Bondage and Pain. <laughs> For the modern era, Thornicus, hashtag yeah. Lord, of, Lord of Bondage and Pain. Well, uh, so the, the Cenobites in Hellraiser, I don't think it ever says in the films, but they're, they're the Order of the Gash. So there is a <laughs> that's what they're, that's what they're called in, in in the books and in in the sort of history of them. Um, okay, number three, uh, the thermal coffee mug bong was uh, was a fully functional mug and a bong. Um, the prototype cost five grand to make. True or false? Oh. <laughs> Jesus, the pro. Yeah, true. Yeah, they they like the drugs in Hollywood, don't they? True. Yeah, true. Five grand to make it. Yeah. And apparently yeah. it works. It, it worked as a thermos and as a bong. Um, okay, now before Josh Whedon and Drew Goddard wrote the script, can you guess how many days it took them to write the script? Uh, well, but Drew Goddard is... What did he make? Cloverfield? Possibly. They hmm. strike me as two, two busy guys who probably wouldn't have much time to like meet up and write a script together. So I'm going to say... Five days. Okay. Do a guess, um, Andy. I'm gonna go for am I gonna price is right you and go one like no. Um I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go ten days. Uh three days. They wrote a script for three oh. days. They used to um write together on Buffy and yeah. some other yeah. stuff. Um yeah, it's so Cloverfield, I think um Drew Goddard was involved. Did he did he direct that or did he just write it? I, I don't know, but 
He was also think... the showrunner of Daredevil, like the the first season. I see. I know he hasn't done many films, but I know he's isn't he on for X Force? I think he's I think he's down to direct X Force. Is he? That's oh, cool. really? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, that's one. Uh, according to the director, Mr. Drew Goddard, uh, which scene in the film tested the highest with audiences? Well. It's got to be the lift, doesn't it? It's got to be the, the lift, lift yeah. It's got to be. Uh, it was the merman sequence. Oh. <laughs> so for whatever reason, the loves the, yeah, everyone loved that bit. Uh, yeah, I think you guys did it right. I don't know what the score was. Let's call it three out of five. There we go. Standard. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we need to rate the film. Um, would anyone like to go first? Hmm. I'd, I think I'd give it a solid B+. Plus. Okay. I, don't think I, I don't think I'd stray as far as to go for an A. Like, um, I do really enjoy it. I know Andy said that if it was on, you'd probably just watch it, but I don't know if I like it as much as that. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy it, and it's definitely one I'd probably watch every couple of years or so. But yeah. So just for, just, you, just just a quick one, Ben. Are you a Josh Whedon fan? Like, did you grow up like watching? Because I do feel like he's got a very certain voice, and this film is is very much that sort of voice. Um, yeah, yeah. Would, you, would did you grow up watching Angel and Buffy? Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like that? Oh. Okay. I watch I watch a lot of Buffy growing up and that so yeah yeah cool definitely what about you Andy what are you going for um I'm gonna go slightly slightly higher I'm gonna go for an A minus um yeah. I would go higher because I, I do love this movie I think because if we're rating truly horror films here yeah like as we've said earlier on like it's a really competently made horror film. But I think if I wanted to sit down and watch something that was truly scary and it was having what I call a like a horror night, yeah. then maybe this wouldn't be the first film I'd choose. But I still love it and would watch it very regularly. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one because I don't mean it's it's um I don't watch I wouldn't watch this film for the horror. Like I'd watch it because yeah. it makes me really laugh and it's kind of amazing. Like a it's got lots of awesome sequences and stuff. But um so I was I was I was on the cusp of a minus, but. And I do, I am kind of aware that the next 10, 12 films are all probably going to rate super high. Uh, so I think I'm going to have to go with a B plus as well. Like it is just because it's not, it's not particularly scary, but it is just a really fucking great film. <laughs> what you're saying, Luke, that it's no cap people. That's what you're telling no me. Cap <laughs> no cap people. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> yeah, it's just thinking about it. <laughs> Okay, um, so there we go. There's Kevin in the Woods. Uh, next week, uh, we think we're going with Deep Blue Sea. A little bit of... Um, um, ladies Sojourn. Love Cool James. Say again? A little bit of Ladies Love Cool James. Ladies Love Cool oh, yeah. James, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's uh, all. Anyone else got anything to add before we finish up? Andy, no. you need a massage? Oh, two or three, mate. <laughs> two or three massages one yeah. after the other yeah literally back to back which is one big one yeah one big massage the, 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 maybe, a cup, <laughs> maybe a cup of tea between each time either or maybe just someone to just sit and stroke my hair and tell me that everything's going to be okay for a while yeah yeah have you had a nice bath before like uh have you done anything a nice bath i've always had a nice bath <laughs> have you had a nice bath before? i've had a nice I've bath had, on no, I've never had an ice bath. Um, maybe it's very good for aching muscles, but to me, it also seems hugely unpleasant yeah. to throw yourself <laughs> well, into an icy bath of water. The only reason I bring it up is because I saw Eddie Izzard do it and he was screaming in pain. And I was like, that, 
I don't know if uh. I'd do that. But, uh, <laughs> okay. So uh, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Kalman for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Uh, give us a rating review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a really horror dude. And thanks again, Andy, for coming on and uh, joining uh, us. Thanks for, thanks for having us as always, guys. Always good to see you. Cool, cool. No worries. I'll uh, see you later. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.